everyone. I'm Bridget, also known as Bergie Smalls, and you're listening to the Monthly Music Podcast here at 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. On this podcast, we dive deep into our everyday music with episodes that include interviews from artists, concert reviews, curating our staff picks, and more. I'm the new music director here at KCSU, and if there's one thing you need to know about me right off the bat is that concerts are my weakness. My dad told me that they're actually my kryptonite, and he's not wrong. Like, it hurts, but he's not wrong. Because no matter how much money is in my bank account, no matter how far away the show is, and no matter what I have to do the next morning, if there is a concert, I am going to go. And that's what you can expect from me on this podcast. Good old concert reviews. These aren't just regular reviews, however. They're going to be broken down so we can fully analyze all the moving parts in concerts. I can never just go to a concert and give it a simple 10 out of 10 rating. My brain works in this super annoying way that I focus way too hard on the small details like what's going on behind the scenes. And though it may be annoying, this method is actually super cool and helpful in this case because with my weird brain, I can share some details that you might miss at concerts. Which brings me to our first segment of the show, the tiers and the categories. Each concert I go to, I break down every component in the show and rate it based on the criteria. Each category is then brought into consideration when putting the act in a tier. The show is first put into a tier without comparing the show to anything else, then ranked in a tier again, but this time as an overall tier compared to every concert I've been to. The categories are crowd, band vibe, set list, song changes, aesthetic, and overall vibe. The tiers from lowest to highest are Eh, they were free tickets, meaning you had no expectations and they still didn't meet them. No thoughts, just vibes, meaning it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was just a solid vibe. I discovered my new favorite band, meaning the live performance was way better than anticipated, they sounded better live, and would see again. And the final tier is would sell my soul, which I don't feel like I have to explain this one, but means no matter how much the tickets are, I would see that artist 75 more times. So, for example, if I was to give a 3 out of 10 for the crowd, but a 9 out of 10 for the band vibe, it would probably cancel out enough that it would make it into the no thoughts, just vibes tier in the first round. However, in the overall tier compared to all the shows I've been to, it would probably go to the eh, they were just free tickets tier. Does this make sense? I wish I could add visuals to the podcast, but I can't. So we should just move on now that you get the basic process when it comes to analyzing a concert. Let's meet the band. In today's concert review, we'll be covering the recent Houndmouth Buffalo Nichols show on February 4th. Houndmouth is an indie rock alternative blues band from New Albany, Indiana, formed in 2011. Consisting of Matt Myers, Zach Appleby, and Shane Cody, the indie band has amassed over 2 million monthly listeners on Spotify, with their most popular song, Sedona, having over 100 million streams. They have four studio albums, three EPs, and so many singles you can stream now. And I've known about this band ever since my sister showed me the song Sedona in the car, so when I heard they were becoming to Fort Collins, I knew this would be a perfect show for my first review, especially since it was at the Aggie Theater. The Aggie Theater is located right off of College Street in the heart of downtown Fort Collins. Personally, it's one of my favorite concert venues solely because I can walk there in about 15 minutes and stop at Insomnia Cookies on the way home, but that's besides the point. Founded in 1906 and once home to a furniture store and movie theater, the Aggie transitioned in 1995 to a concert venue. It has hosted nationally acclaimed groups, regularly drawing long lines in Old Town even on the coldest winter nights, which I can vouch for. 
The Aggies is a super personal theater. It's one giant GA ballroom with a bar raised on the left side and a ramp where people crowd into. There's two bars when you walk in, usually a small merch table, and this is all two feet inside the doors. The walls are covered in giant abstract paintings with the stage lights turning them different colors throughout the show. The stage is small yet powerful with a balcony to its left where you can see equipment managers work and the stage door to the right. The small yet bright theater transports you into a different world for three hours. Now that you know the Aggie and the band, let's get into the night. Okay, so let's set the scene. It's 7.50, the doors opened at 7, but the show started at 8. Me being the cocky concert goer I am, I thought I was being smart. I said, by the time I get to the box office to get my ticket, the opener will have definitely started so there'll be no one in line. Wrong. My friends drop me off at 8.05 and the line is wrapped around the block. Mind you, it's 20 degrees outside and I have jeans and a teddy coat on. I was not dressed appropriately. This is the true concert experience though. Standing in a long line to get in while anticipating what's on the other side of the door is like my favorite feeling. However, I couldn't really feel anything in this weather, so I was just excited to get inside. By the time I finally reached the door, it was 8.45. Buffalo Nichols, the opener, had been on for a hot second by the time I got in. I raced to my corner on the right wall right below the ramp my safe spot. I immediately start paying attention to Nichols and notice it's just him up there shredding his guitar. I'm in a trance. Let's get into it. Buffalo Nichols is an indie blue artist from Milwaukee. He blends classic blues elements with modern music to appeal to a new crowd. He was awesome. Right away, if I have one regret from the show, it would not be coming to see Nichols earlier. Again, I walked into him shredding the guitar. It was just him, his red and white guitar, with one of those beat loop machine things like I've seen Ed Sheeran play it live. Sorry that that's my reference, but he's he's played it live before. Insane. Instantly when I see an artist on stage completely by themselves or like with little background, it blows my mind. The confidence and the talent they must have to pull that off is so high, I can never... Anyway, that song quickly ends and he does a guitar change, now a brown one, then moves on to his last song. It's a beautiful slow blue song with a heavy electric guitar solo. The dark blue and teal stage lights reflect off his cool feather looking earring and he finishes up his last song. He thanks the crowd, which always gets brownie points, and starts packing up his things at 8.58. Though I only saw two songs, my instant score of his set was a 9 out of 10. But let's break this act down, shall we? Reviewing the crowd during an opener is always a coin toss. They either have no idea who it is and they're not paying attention, or they're completely jamming out. You could tell the crowd wasn't familiar with Nichols since it was a bit quiet, but people were moving. I was even doing a little shimmy in my corner. He definitely won over the crowd, and the crowd gave him some love that he deserved after every song. The crowd for Nichols gets a solid 7 out of 10. Nichols' vibe was on another level. As I stated before, he was alone. That on its own is a 10 out of 10 because of the skill it takes. From the two songs I watched, his vibe was stellar. He was interacting with the crowd, playing groovy music, and you could really tell he was enjoying himself. Since I can't assess the full vibes, I have to give him a 9 out of 10. The setlist category is going to be short. I didn't know any of his songs as he was playing them, and I didn't get access to the full setlist, so this one is going to actually get a score of NA, but it won't affect the overall score. The song change category kind of goes along with the setlist. Since I didn't see the full set, I really don't know if he had any song changes. This category will also get an NA, but it won't affect the overall score. 
The aesthetic of Nichols' set was very beautiful. That's really the only word I can use to describe it. The blue and soft lighting went along with his slow songs that really made it a groovy, chill atmosphere. And that's like my dream atmosphere, so 9 out of 10 for aesthetic. The overall vibe of Nichols' set from the two songs I saw was very solid. He's a true performer and I still can't get over his guitar solos. His voice was hypnotizing and his songs definitely got stuck in my head after the concert, so his overall vibe? 10 out of 10. Now that we have broken down each category for Nichols' short set, it's time to put him in two tiers. For the first tier, not compared to anything else, his set would go into I Discover My New Favorite Band. However, when comparing his set to all the openers and headliners I've seen, I think he would go into No Thoughts, Just Vibe. Really, the only reason it would be knocked down a peg overall is because I didn't see the whole set, but I would definitely see Buffalo Nichols on his own headliner tour. But now, let's get into Houndmouth. Right after Nichols leaves the stage, teal lighting is shot into the crowd and upbeat indie songs begin to blast as we wait for Houndmouth to start. The setlists are put on stage at 9.05, and that's when the crowd begins to build. On my left, I see what looks to be 40 to 50 people crowded on the balcony trying to secure the best spot. The ramp I am standing on, which only included me and another group during the opener, suddenly was filled with 10 new people all trying to see. This is my favorite part about the concert. One minute, it feels like you're the only one in the room, but then you look up and there's 20 new people squished around you. At 9.45, the music and lights turn off. This is when my heart starts racing from anticipation. Houndmouth enters to natural stage light. Las Vegas is the first song they decide to play, and with purple lights flashing as soon as the first guitar string is picked. The concert was in full swing now. Bright colors flashing and changing after every song. The nastiest, in a good way, guitar solos high energy, and a lot of screaming from the band because the energy from the crowd was firing them up. Also, shout out to Mark, the tour manager, for handing out water to the crowd. I danced and enjoyed the upbeat indie rock music for a good hour and a half until a six-foot-two man-bun man stood directly in front of me, blocking my view, my least favorite thing about concerts, but it didn't ruin the vibe. By the time man-bun came in front of me, my phone died and the encore of For No One, Ohio, Coming Around Again, and Sedona was finishing. Houndmouth closed the concert with yet another powerful guitar solo and said goodnight. It was around 11 when I got out, but I don't quite remember since I didn't have my phone. But my initial rating of the concert was a 10 out of 10. But let's break it down some more. The crowd for Houndmouth was definitely on the older side. There was about a handful of college students or people my age there. And though the demographic wasn't really for me, the crowd had a lot of high energy and screamed the songs back to the band while getting a little jiggy. It was a sold out show, so I expect nothing less, but this crowd definitely deserves a 10 out of 10. Houndmouth's vibe is hard to explain and not in a bad way. I can say what I've been saying this whole time, on a different level, or solid, but it was more than that. They were playing to the crowd. They were there for the fans. They had the biggest smiles on their face and they were seriously playing the hardest guitar riffs, hitting every note and interacting with the crowd very often. Their vibe during this concert made me like them like 50 times more, so I give the band's overall vibe a 10 out of 10. The band's set list was very solid. They started with Las Vegas, a more upbeat indie rock song, but had a good mix of chill blues songs in between the rock songs. I also love that they wanted to play Sedona um, at the end. And I know that's like obvious that the artist is going to play their most popular song at the end, but it still brings me joy. So I'm going to give their set list a 9 out of 10 only because I didn't really have any expectations for their set list, but they did deliver nonetheless. 
Houndmouth changed a couple songs, adding a couple more ad-libs and note changes here and there, but it wasn't that dramatic. They did go above and beyond in their guitar solos. I know I keep saying this, but their live guitar solos, oh my gosh. They were longer than the studio version. They were heavier. They were sicker. Oh my gosh. So that definitely adds to the score. Their score for song changes is a solid 8 out of 10. I want to give it a 9 out of 10 because of the guitar solos, but like I feel like I'm just going way too off about this, so I need to calm down. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. The band's aesthetic of their show was spot on. They had the right colors on the stage for the right songs. Purple, red, green, yellow when it was high energy, and white, blue, pink for slow blue song. They looked like every indie band, in a good normal way, if that makes sense. They just had the necessary things that they needed on stage. I would give their aesthetic a 9 out of 10. Houndmouth's overall vibe was a carefree night to feel like you've fallen in love for the first time, but then experience your first heartbreak all in a two-hour period. You know those songs that they play in indie coming-of-age movies? Yeah, that's Houndmouth. I was totally transported out of Fort Collins for the night and right into a sunflower field or out of a sunroof like just screaming some songs and slow dancing in the kitchen those vibes you know a24 coming of age indie movie that is houndmouth the much needed emotional roller coaster houndmouth took the audience on deserves a 10 out of 10 for overall vibe now that we have broken Houndmouth set down, it's time to rank the show. For the first round of cheering, not comparing it to anything else, this show would go into the I discovered my new favorite band tier. And honestly, when comparing it to the other concerts I've been to, I would keep it right there. Again, I learned about Houndmouth through my sister, so she's the bigger fan. And I'll admit, I didn't know a lot of songs before the show. I only knew them because of her. However, they proved to be true performers and made me add their whole discography to my Spotify library, so yeah. I do think I discovered my new favorite band. My overall experience at the concert was fantastic. I didn't really have any expectations. Again, I wasn't really a fan of them. I've heard about them before, but this concert made me a true fan. Again, I added their whole discography and I wish I was like over-exaggerating to my Spotify library and I've just been listening to them on repeat. They were so good. The cold was quickly forgotten about once both acts pulled out their guitar and proceeded to shred them as well. But they also turned the Aggie Theater into to a high energy atmosphere. If you ever have a chance to go check out Buffalo Nichols or Houndmouth, I highly recommend it. I want to thank the Aggie Theater for letting me come review the show and letting me find my new favorite band. And I also want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast and supporting us here at KCSU. It's because of you listeners that I'm able to do these cool things. So I hope you enjoyed my first take on the music podcast. I'm Bridget. Stay tuned for more concert reviews in the future. Peace and love. Wake up, wake up, it's just an illusion.